and welcome back to Up The Villa podcast. This is our predicted lineup for Fulham v Aston Villa. Big game, big game. We've, we've filled this week full of positivity, good vibes, energy, just what the doctors ordered, right? So there we go. Justin, how are you? Very good. Looking forward to this. Let's pick a team that's going to go beat Fulham. That's what we're doing today. Well, generally, when we do these, it's it's generally pretty easy to do at times. I mean, we probably get it wrong every single week, but it is okay to do. This one, we're going to have a little bit of a... more of a difficult time predicting one position. And I'd love for everybody in the comments section to put their thoughts on their lineups, on, on who they think is going to play. Uh, but first, what we're going to do is we're just going to have a little look at how Fulham are going to line up. So this is their lineup from their last game. Leno, Robinson, Diop, Reem, Castagna, Pereira, Polina, Kearney. That name sends shivers down my spine every time <laughs> I hear that name. Every time, Kearney, William, Deckard Overread and Munez up top. So a little bit about their system and how they play. Their left-hand side is their best side for me. William, Robinson, Diop, Kearney and Munez up top who's, who's scoring goals. Um, in essence, what their system is generally all about, it's getting... Kearney further forward, it's getting Pereira further forward. And generally, they become a 4-1-4-1. Sometimes you might see, depending on opposition, that they'll drop another central midfielder in there. And you'll see Pereira always supporting the striker. On many average positions, you'll often see Pereira, the furthest forward player. William, we don't really need to know too much about him because we should all understand what William's all about. He's a massive, massive threat for Fulham, cutting inside, getting them shots off. You know, he's a really big outlet. If we can deal with William and stop him from being in these areas, then I think we'll get quite a bit of joy in this game as well. So Deckard over Reed, he's performing really well of late. So you know, they, they do try and play it from the back with Diop, Reem, Bassey, etc. Um, so it's about Aston Villa putting pressure, stopping William getting into those areas. And we've really got to watch Munez because he's picking up some really good positions. His positional awareness, his finishing is pretty good at the minute as well. So that's generally how Fulham are going to line up for this game. So, Justin, who worries you from that Fulham lineup? Um... I think I think it's just whether they turn up for them, isn't it? That the whole team that they've got, they what they've not got what you'd call like top level players. I mean, a couple of them are really good, but it, it's whether they click as a team on the day. You know, I've seen them play some really really great games this season, and I've seen them being absolutely atrocious this season. So I think they are they rely on the whole team turning up on the day, don't they? You know, Deckard over Reed is obviously a threat. Munez is a threat. They've all got Kearney. I get what you're saying about him. He's got shivers down your spine when you talk <laughs> about him after what he did. William, yes, he's getting on a bit, but he's still, you know, he's still on any 90 minute at any given moment, he could pull out a, 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 the old Stevie G moment of magic. 
So I think we've just got to make sure. It will be really, really interesting, this team selection for, for Unai, because I think it's a real opportunity with the injury, obviously, to, to Kamara, to really probably, and we spoke about this a lot at, at the start of the season, where he'll pick a team where he thinks will be able to beat that team. So he, be, he can really go back to, I feel like he could really go back to the drawing board with this one. And with his coaching team, look at who's available for us and, and pick a side he thinks he's best equipped to go out and beat them with a maybe one or two slight tweaks in the formation or the way we play and the style. I, th- I do see a slight difference. Obviously, with the form coming into this and with the injuries we've got, the team selection for me, is, as always, is obviously critical, but very, very, very interesting. It is indeed. So let's get stuck into it then, Justin. And we'll try and pick to pieces what, what we expect then and, and, and how we see it going. Me and Justin haven't spoken about this lineup. So we're going in off the cuff. We're going in, you know, to have a look at this now without chatting to each other about it. So I think we can all agree that Martinez is going to start in goal. Interestingly, Gauchi is at Bodymore Heath now. So uh, he's probably going to be involved in the matchday yep. squads now. So, I mean, if we field that two-keeper bench, Gauchi and Olsen, it's pretty it's pretty good, to be fair. Uh, Do you know what? I've got, a real, I've got a real feeling for this keeper, the Gauchi. I just think he's going to be a bit of a superstar. Every time I watch him, I've just listened to his little uh, video clip and uh, he's a confident lad. And I, I think he's got bundles of ability. So I don't know whether I just keep thinking of Bosnich every time I hear him talk. So yeah, I've got I've got a real feeling for him. He's got that sort of Emmy Martinez star save in his locker as well. Yeah. You know, when, yeah. when Martinez does this big save, it's like a spider in it. But um yeah, he's got he's got that in his locker as well. So and, and he's he, he looks big. Like, I know yeah, keepers generally are mm. big, but he, he looks bigger than big. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. So, right. So, we're going to go left to right. We're going to save the right side. We're going we're gonna to build you up, Villa fans, the suspense in this, this lineup as we get to it. Um, so, make sure you put in your thoughts in the comment section down below. Right. Moreno, Justin, or Luca Dean? You're on mute. All right. Uh, straight in with a difficult one. I think if Luca Dean's got more match minutes under his belt, I think he would start. But I'm just not sure he's quite ready um, for a start yet. So I think he will stick with Moreno on that left side. What do you okay, think? Um, I think it's close. I think this is a really close call for him. I think. I think it's close. Because of what's happened to Kamara, and we we have an impact, it, yeah. Close as in, we need to get close as in the defense is a bit of a worry at the minute, and not just a worry because Kamara's out. It's a worry because defending set pieces, we're looking vulnerable. We we concede him mm. from set pieces. The shape on transition at times is stretched, so. Luca Dean comes in, I think, defensively. 
I think he's slightly better now than Moreno. Yeah. I've just got a I've just got that feeling when I watch Moreno, watch Luca Dean that he's a bit more there's a bit more of a physicality there. So and a bit more of an awareness. Um so it's a tough one, is in to say, like you're saying, is Luca Dean available to play and start the game? And I'm probably gonna say no. I, I, I've changed my mind already. Really? I, I'm now thinking, mate, <laughs> you just changed. I think that that position for me is one of a few positions on the pitch that will become what I'm going to call now is a new one for you, the 60-30 position. What I mean by that is there's two players that are very adept at playing in that role. Mm-hmm. And with five substitutes, it's now very easy. And we saw this a lot at the start of the season, well, when Moreno was fit when he eventually got fit, Dean was playing a lot. And then all of a sudden, Moreno got fit. You see the star to get an hour, and then you got the bloke off the bench who could come in, fresh legs, to play that role for the last half a minute, half an hour, and put a real shift in to give us a bit of a fresh burst of energy in that area. So I think now we've got both of them fit. And with Dean, I would think, fit enough to start. And he can, he can say to him, just give me even half a game. Have half a game each, but... 60-30, I think, going forward is that position. We saw it a lot in Europe as well, didn't we? They had an hour, change the position, change the player, out half an hour, go for it, give him a re- give me a real burst. And I think Moreno is a more attacking, although Luca Dean's been fantastic this season, to be fair to him. Moreno gives us that more of an attacking out on with you. I think Dean gives us that a little bit more left-back security defensively. So, with that in mind, I think start Dean, Still can get forward, still got a good left foot, but you've got Moreno as, a, as an attacking option to come off the bench should we need him. Yeah, and I think when you're looking at an Unai team, we, we all start to understand the fully functioning Unai team, how every intricate detail makes it sort of tick. And Luca Dean's been absolutely brilliant this season. You know, mm. absolutely fantastic. And having him out has been a bit of a blow. So for me, yeah. like you're saying, if he's fit, if he's ready, straight in there. Another one for me who is he, he's playing, uh, he's got to play now. He, he's surely he's got to play. If he's fit enough for the bench, then he's fit enough to start games. I think he's been protected slightly um, and not rushed back. But again, Pau Torres has got to start this game. We are. A, a far worse team without Pau Torres in it. And that's no disrespect to Longley. I think Longley's done well in parts, but he's not Pau Torres. And this already, this three, is, is looking very, very strong. So do you think he's ready to start? It's Torres time, isn't it? 100%. <laughs> it's it's Torres time. Um I agree with you. I mean, I mean, Longley, I, I, I've not got a problem with Longley. I'm... You know, he's had a bit of stick, but he, effectively, if everyone's fit, he's our fifth choice centre half. And to have a player of that quality, to call, imagine if we hadn't got him this season. You know, you, you, we'd be now we'd be we'd be playing Chambers and and um, and Carlos, wouldn't we? So, I think he's done really well for us. But yes, for me, Torres, time getting back in. Definitely, everything and starts part, from him. Partnering Torres will be Diego Carlos, and I think. We've sort of, obviously, we lack Mings's communication, and Conta's really stepped up in that. Carlos and Longley, as 
has been okay, but I think Carlos and Pau's better. I think they've probably maybe they communicate a little bit more in Spanish on the pitch, maybe, but we, we look stronger when those two play together, I think, as opposed to Longley and Carlos. Um, I'd like to see Carlos attack set pieces a little bit more. I'd like to see him really sort of take on that Tyrone means just get stuck in, get your head somewhere and, you know, and, and deal with it because, you know, against United, Maguire was, was dominant airily. Um, so I'd like to see um, him, him just be a little bit more aggressive on set pieces and then, you know, finally making up the back four. It's, it's going to be Matty Cash, isn't it? And, I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was loads better against Manchester United defensively, positionally. He only got dribbled past twice, and and I think you know against Rashford, that's not a bad thing. That that's only how many times he got dribbled past. So it was a lot better. Again, you saw in my debrief that he was a little bit more defensive. There was triangles with Bailey and McGinn, and that partnership looked a lot stronger and a lot more solid. So I think that's more back four. Do you think the same? Yes, I think so. Obviously, you know, we're down to bare bones there. So, um, I like Carlos and Pau together. I think they're a good partnership. You know, you look, you always look for partnerships all over the pitch, don't you? And I like the physicality of Carlos with, with Pau's calmness and his reading of the game and his ability to come out with the ball. I think it is probably going to be the partnership now, hopefully, that will take us in through to the rest of the season. Touch wood. Um, and Matty Cash now, really, because of um, Conser's injury, now has, has got that right-back slot all to himself again, probably till the end of the season. So, I, I think he, he was far more encouraging against Manchester United. I totally agree. I think defensively, he was a lot better. It was a little bit more the old Matty Cash. When he loves to tackle. He loves to, you know, and timing his tackles a bit better. And I think he was better going forward. You know, one of my biggest frustrations with Matty Cash has been that he, when he's got acres of space in front of him, he drives up to the to when he engages with the first player he comes across. And then he does that little cutback and he just rolls the ball back. And it, 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 it's eternally frustrating because, you know, when he has got that space in front of him, when you have got a Bailey or a Diaby or a McGinn making runs for you, Back yourself, you know, back yourself to, to deliver the ball and to feed it into feet, you know, and to and then to go again. You know, I think he's got to just, he has had a bit of knock. I think he's probably has heard the noise surrounding him from the crowd and, and, and on social media. So, you know, how can anybody not hear that? So I think he's just got to become mega confident. As I say, grab that position now. It's probably going to be to the end of the season and just flourish, you know, be positive. Nothing to lose now. We said it the other day, backs against the wall, come out fighting, and Matty Cash hopefully will be the epitome of that for us on Saturday. Absolutely love it. Right. Up front. <laughs> we're gonna make you wait for this. You're Thank gonna God have to watch that. you're gonna have to watch <laughs> the end because we're not putting the double pivot in yet. Right, up top we've got Ollie Watkins. Who is off Ollie Watkins then? Right, so I think is... you've got to put right. You, you've got to put Bailey in. I think put Bailey and probably McGinn in. Mind you, that could impact on the sixes, couldn't it? Yeah, but okay. Put no. Bailey in definitely. Right, we'll put Bailey and we'll put Louise. Ramsey, in. do you think? Yeah. Yes, and I think Ramsey well, starts as well. Do you agree? In the same role as against oh, Man United, hundred percent, hundred percent. 
What? Bailey Louise Ramsey. And what? Ramsey so, off the left. What? I've got to find him. Right. Ramsey. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's sorted. Right. right. So here my little thing first then. Now, Watkins up top. We've got Bailey out wide. Bailey was better out wide and he was offering yes. a little bit of a threat through here. Against yes. Manchester United, we'd got John McGinn, who was in that role where McGinn was sort of pressing from the front with Watkins, but McGinn was also dropping a bit deeper, making up that box midfield, allowing Bailey to stay wide. Now, if Bailey is the one that's pressing from the front, we need somebody in here who's going to be a little bit more solid. I think that's that's the way we played. So it's whether it's McGinn here now or McGinn in the double pivot. Now, what I don't like about McGinn in the double pivot is that we lose McGinn further forward, yeah. which is a bit of a problem because recently we've lacked control. We've, we've lacked aggression. We've lacked a physicality. We've lacked width. We've lacked a know-how in midfield. So we either go, in my opinion... With Tielemans pressing with Watkins and McGinn in the double pivot, or McGinn in there, like he was against United, and Irabuna in there. And and that's the conundrum for me. Chambers is absolutely nowhere near this team. Right? Absolutely nowhere near it. Because he's not in the European squad. Unai wanted to get rid of him. And he didn't go. And that's no fault and no disrespect to Chambers because he's got a contract and he's going to honour his contract. But Chambers is not in plans here. So it's either McGinn or Irabuna. So what are you going with? <laughs> oh, God. How long have we got? <laughs> um, yeah, look, there's there's two positions left, isn't there? Yeah. Right. And I think there's four players left that could potentially fill those two positions mm -hmm. for me that are genuine. I'm ruling Zaniolo out. Yeah. So it's four, two positions, the attacking sort of 10-8 and the six. So you've got Irabudum, McGinn, Tielemans, and you could possibly chuck Diaby in that and play Bailey yeah. off Watkins and Diaby out right to go ultra attacking. I don't think he wants to go to that point just yet. I don't think he's ready to go mega all out. That's an option off the bench, I think, Diaby. Yeah. So I do prefer Bailey off the right, Ramsey off the left. It's just yeah. whether, I think the question now is really, is where does John McGinn add the most value to this team? Yeah. Yes, he can play the six and he can play pretty well. But I think if you've got to nail me to the mast right now, I would prefer to still see McGinn doing the rampaging 10 mm -hmm. roll. Yeah, I think, I 
Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. Because if, for example, we go McGinn in the double pivot, which is fine, he can play, he's disciplined. Yeah. McGinn can play anywhere. Then your other options that you've got would be DRB in that role there. But yeah. I think positionally on that right-hand side with Diaby Bailey and McGinn having to be a bit deeper, McGinn having to screen there, is there enough here in the in, in this area to have Unai's control? And I, I think would, would say... To, sorry, I think you'd have to rely then on Luis sitting deep and then Ramsey mm -hmm. having to be that sort of supplementary 8-10 and then you lose that ability for him to run deep. Uh, what was interesting against Man United when when um, he made his substitutions was he initially dropped McGinn into the six, and then when he brought Tielemans on, he dropped Tielemans into the six to release McGinn back into his yeah. So he obviously felt that we lost a little bit going forward when he dropped McGinn in, so he dropped Tielemans in the six, which again would. Wouldn't be my ideal. I think if if I had to if I have to, if you had to say to me who would you rather have in the six out of McGinn or Tielemans, I would say McGinn. Yeah. My gut is telling me the more I think about it that that exactly as you've drawn it there is what might happen. I think he potentially might go Louise and Tielemans, but telling Louise not to to to, to literally become almost a, a solitary six with. Tielemans and McGinn sharing the duties in yeah. like more of a fluid way that we play. Mm -hmm. And then maybe later on, I also think at some point on Saturday, a bit like I'm saying these 60-30 positions, that we will see the introduction of Timmy Raboonham in the six at some point and blood him properly in that yeah. role. And then it will be up to him to basically have half an hour or so next to Louise to go, I'm ready, boss. You know, this is, this is, I'm ready for this. This is my position. This is where I want to play. And I can do that job for you. But I think there would be a little bit of reticence currently to maybe start him. That's just my thinking as we're going through. I think that 11. He's a fantastic eleven. You look at it, yeah. Luca Dick, Pau yeah. Torres, Diego Carlos, Cash, Tillemans, Louise, Ramsey, McGinn, Bailey. That's with all the injuries we've got. You know, it's a really, really good eleven. Yes, there's players in positions that you wouldn't ideally well, Tielemans is probably the only one in a position you'd rather have, obviously, Kamara, but he's not there. So, like I say, my only thought process was where does McGinn offer the best the best value to this team? And he and for me, in that position there, he can still yeah. sit in. He's got that engine in him, and he will do it. He'll trap back and he'll 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 maybe make a three in the middle of the park as well to help out if we're getting a little bit overrun or if we're under a bit of pressure. Just like Ramsey's got the ability to drop in and cover and and help out. And as I say, there might still be that bit of fluidity between McGinn and Tielemans to maybe if Tielemans finds himself. Ahead of McGinn, McGinn's got that football in um, IQ to go. Okay, he's gone. I'm going to sit. So allow them both to sort of to to, to do it between them. Do you know what I mean? Almost a, a dual role. You know, mm -hmm. if one's gone, one sit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I think without sort of whacking Iraboonan in straight away, 
that's probably the best option. Um, but their left-hand side is their strongest side, which is going to be coming down our right-hand side. And Anton Robinson's going to be the one that's going to be bombing on. So Tielemans, Bailey, Cash have really got to make sure defensively their awareness is there. Um, you know, it's not Tielemans' Not his ideal I'd, position, is it? Can can he? I'd say it was his he... third his third position. If you had a list of where can Yuri Tiedemans play, you'd say centre mid, eight ten, but he can also sit. I know when he played there for Leicester, a lot of people saying, "Oh, his legs have gone. He's not the player he was." But I think that's because that role restricts restricts what you do because you have to be you have to sit in and do a job. Whereas playing in the the further forward role, we've seen him in quite a lot. It does allow him that freedom of movement, and you know he's a really good link man. He's good at picking the ball up in pockets and turning and, and threading balls through. You know, I, I would love to see Tim Imrabunum just thrown in and go. There you go, son. You've got my confidence. You've got my, you know, my blessing to go and and, and do it. You know, we've you've waited ages for this now. Go and 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 that there's still a chance that might happen. And I know people will be watching this and they'll be screaming at us, going, oh, "I wouldn't play in there. I wouldn't play." And this is the glory of, of you know having the team, you know, of, of thinking what we're going to do. And we have, and the I suppose the good thing is, and overall the good thing is, we have still got mm. options, haven't we, all over the pitch and quality players to fit in. Yeah. So the fact that we're not sort of sat here absolutely fuming, going, "Who are we going to put in? What are we going to yeah. do?" Nobody's um, you know, play there. Nobody's play there. There's, there's definitely options there. So, Villa fans, let us know your thoughts on your team then. So, our team is as follows for Fulham. Martinez, we're going with Luca Dean, Pau Torres, Carlos, Cash, Tielemans, Luis, Ramsey, McGinn, Bailey and Ollie Watkins up top. That's our team. That's what we're going for. Uh, so, like I say, let us know your thoughts in the comment section down below. Are you confident then, Justina? How are you feeling going into it? Because I'm feeling pretty hot. I feel like I've had a real good week, I am, with Villa. I've not been negative. I've not been downbeat. I've, I've instilled some positivity in myself. And it's not doom and gloom over here for me. I agree. I, I, I'm I'm coming out all guns firing on Saturday night. I'm going there convinced we're going to win. And... I think that's the way the team are going to approach it. I think that's the way the training will have gone all week. They look like they've had a good week's training. They're all, which they always do, to be fair. The manager, it's pointless him even going in every day if he doesn't feel like it, we can go and win this game. And the players will be told that every single minute of every training session. You know, we're going there to beat Fulham. Nothing's changed at all. You know, we'll set the team up the way we think we can best get at them and keep them out and score the other end, you know, barring... Poor finishing the other day. We we destroyed Man United at home. So coming off that performance, not the result, but coming off that performance, I think he just says to him, "Go and do the same again." There's no way in the world we create twenty odd chances and don't score two or three against Fulham, and and they conceded twenty odd, twenty five chances um, in the last game at home. So if they're that as if they're as open as they are were then against us, and we're even minutely slightly better finishing wise. I think we win the game. Me too. I do too. And I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. Um, so make sure you subscribe to our channel, share your thoughts in the comment section down below and hit a like on this episode. Next up, we will have the opposition preview. Uh, so yeah, 
Up the villa. Up the villa.